Howdy friends, welcome to another episode of Between Players. My name is Zach and I will be your master of ceremonies as we spend more than a rational amount of time creating that perfect avatar. That's right, we'll be exploring the hours lost to tweaking and nudging our in-game personas. On this episode, we will be hearing from friend of the show, David Deers, about the avatars he embodies. This will be the first in a series of episodes on the topic of our digital representation in games. So please drop us a line about who or what was your first favorite character. So for everybody who's listening, this is my good friend, David Deers, and he's going to talk to us today about player agency, and he's going to share some of his experiences, his characters, and his influences, and we're going to talk about the finer points of uh, the relationship that you have with these avatars. So uh, we were just talking a minute ago. Uh, before we started recording, obviously, about um, player agency. And um, we were talking about how, for you, your experience as um, creating a character, you know, may have had some of its roots in the pen and paper aspect of things, but you there wasn't a big, a large amount of time devoted to that. It had shifted into the uh the video game realm pretty quickly yeah i i remember you know being a young person and um you know it's weird uh for whatever reason even though it was like the latest tech at the time which i think gives something away about my age but like you know we had pong it just wasn't a thing no one like cared about it it was like i had to beg for it to get pulled out and you know put into a TV so I could play it, you know, it was just such a, uh, separate kind of experience, you know, like there's watching TV and there was playing video games, but that's something you did like in a very special, you know, time. It's not like it'd be hooked up all the time. You weren't going to play like pong every day. Uh, and then as the, you know, the Atari 2600 came, you know, shortly after that for me, um, that was something that was just left hooked up. And uh, I think with that, you know, that's where my real familiarity and, and love affair with, with video games, you know, began. Uh, but like we, we were talking, you know, I think in those games, um, you know, they were great and, and they were fun to play. But I, I, I think like in terms of player agency, you, 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 were, you were more just operating. You know, you're operating a, a sprite um, and there were things that I could do, but I, I don't think it, it did, at least for me, it did not capture my imagination. I did not imagine myself as like, you know, the tank in combat or right. Indiana Jones or Cubert or Cubert. I never thought of myself as Cubert. Actually, now I do. But yeah. So when you swear, is it just like a series of uh, mixed up uh, punctuation signs that show up above you? Yeah, pound. 
Pound, pound, question mark, pound. <laughs> you might have to censor that later, I don't know. So what was the first video game that really, you felt like you were inhabiting the character or you felt some kind of true emotional attachment? For, for me, like, I feel like the first time I played, it probably wasn't, I mean, like, I, I remember distinctly saying things like, uh, using the phrase that my parents hated to hear, I died when Mario fell into the pit. Um, but I even in the Nintendo era, I think that was the first time that I, I definitely felt like I was doing something, but I wasn't quite at the point of like, this, this uh, pixel person is me. It was like good, fertile, imaginative ground, but it wasn't necessarily like, I am... Link. Yeah, I, 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 I have very similar feelings about Nintendo era stuff, like a tremendous amount of investment, like hours and hours spent like punching people as little Mac or, you know, right. or uh, um, I, you know, I, I feel like Dragon Quest for the Nintendo was had a the little bit Dragon of that. The first Dragon Quest? Yeah, I, I felt like that that had a little uh, US. Um, I felt like that had some of that but again not quite you know i'd see my oldest brother he he um he would he was a big c64 c128 guy and so he'd have like titles like uh bard's tale and um bard's tale 2 you know and there was a space game i think but and and that stuff felt like oh my goodness like you could you, you can you can be a character you have a persisted no i didn't think of that at the time i wasn't like oh you have a persisted world that's amazing um right but, but uh it, it it seemed like oh that is what i want to do i wish i could have a computer to you know play these things and like um there was a game i had a ti 99 4a and we played um tunnels of doom on that and i think that had some of the elements that like you would you would recognize from D D that would you know, kind of get you into that like world. Like the monsters or just the idea of dungeon crawling? Dungeon crawling, naming your characters, getting them gear, feeling, you know, a, it was just like a deeper investment than, say, like punching people with Little Mac. Like, I never believed I was Little Mac, but I could, you know, kind of like think it was cool that like these four guys that I named and like imagining their stories would you know it, it was like the next level into that I think and, and, and I think it was okay. just like the extra processing cycles available um to to persist that was like part of it you know I think and naming your characters is big so like, that was when, like a big step yeah when you can name your your guy in in in, in Dragon Quest that was that was cool um oh uh, yeah because then you're like at you're like starting to customize the experience to you so every time a npc talks to you they're saying you know your name the name you selected and yeah and i think that probably begins to allow you to create an identity and and maybe that's what you know some of this is is like inhabiting a different identity and an identity that is digital that you that you create and have some part in and, and then the actions um, decision trees I think is also a big you know part of this so I think it probably mm -hmm. when that happened <laughs> was when I had a, a real decision tree um, I could name my character I could like affect their appearance um, 
you know, all that. And, and so we starting actually get pretty late in the game where I was like thinking about things. You know, I, I think I don't, I, I, I wish I have to come back to that. Okay. I, I don't know when that first time was, but I would say like the one moment I remember um, just it, and it being distinct in all video games up until that point was like, it was in Dragon Age and um, playing that game and one of the quests in that game you are presented with the decision and you have it, it's not a it wasn't a clear choice like there was always like do you want to be good or do you want to be bad you know <laughs> like so like oh I'm uh, you know uh -huh. even in something like um, Baldur's Gate you know you could kill sure. the innkeeper or you could kill the vendor you know like they allowed you to do that it's just it was very clearly like I'm going to be a renegade or I'm going to right. follow along but like it wasn't like um, maybe it's good maybe it's bad it's right. up to you and like you can identify kind of like with both sides and I felt like oh my goodness I don't know what to do and I kind of and that was a very special exciting moment and I think that's probably you know, that's probably the, the, the real time that I was like this matters to me as an individual. Like I want to make the right choice. You saw that your um, your decisions would have a direct impact on the world around you, and uh, that was sort of the beginning of you taking ownership of um, this the avatar that you've you've selected and named and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, that seems like so late, though, doesn't it? I think my the first game that really like struck me um, in a total way was probably Half-Life. There aren't really morality cues in the game, but the fact that like all the scientists are talking to you, the security guard is having this like casual chat with you. Uh, and then when all hell breaks loose, you, you know, you see your, the guys who are talking, to you get hurt or, you know, like eaten by monsters or whatever. And it's just like your world is, crashing down around you you know and it that was kind of like the first game i played where i was like oh no like these are my quote-unquote you know my dig my digital friends are all they're all suffering and they're screaming out to me and i can't i can't do anything except for club these god-awful facehuggers with this crowbar so um yeah i think that was probably the first one for me but that was a game where you don't you the protagonist is, are silent i don't have any choice over name appearance any of that but for some reason uh the storytelling aspect of it really just mm -hmm. uh grabbed me where do you feel like the first game where you had like total total control of, over avatar creation what did you did you then like give birth to an avatar that you've carried with you over time that you've uh, inhabited in multiple games yeah, I think that um, I did not. I actually played Dragon Age before I played Mass Effect, but I think that character that I started mm -hmm. in Dragon Age became my Shepard. Um, was who I played in, you know, Dragon Age Two. If I have a choice to um, when I <laughs> when I did play uh, Elder Scrolls, um, you know, that's I basically recreated that person. Um, if I have an opportunity to do any like, you know, 
facial molding or you know hairstyles or whatever yeah i'm going to play um like kind of a a, a female paladin so some cross between holy warrior and and if that's not available like it's not in um mass effect but there is that you know there there is the sort of the soldier class um and uh, yeah and um you know she's going to be strong um she's going to be a tank um she's going to kind of control fights um and be uh but really in in the service of justice and the service of lawfulness um and good uh and and that's kind of what i've sort of embraced i, I will play through i i, I don't i don't think that i am interested in playing another character it's really weird you know like i wouldn't yeah. i haven't played mass effect as a, a renegade i haven't played dragon age oh, oh so once you've created her you so like how, how many years have you, have you would you guess that you've kept her alive like from title to title oh man whenever whenever i guess whenever dragon age was released whenever how, how long okay. ago is that eight nine years oh, something like that yeah something like that uh so how many titles have you recreated her i guess is what i'm kind of curious about like how many iterations has she gone through 10 12 something like that wow that's awesome um so when you w once you created her and you you've decided that she's going to be this like uh lawful good tank character or uh just like female warrior character you don't ever change her alignment you always play her as a paragon or a, a, a lawful good yeah lawful good paragon um yeah a crusader of the just um maybe that comes out of some i think we all well i don't know i i know for me that you know i, I wish that my decisions and who i was you know mattered um I, I want it to matter i want it to be important I, I, I want to protect i want to serve yeah um and i think you know a tank is a servant role um i think a, a cruc man well that's a loaded word yeah. so maybe gonna step just right away from that but um but <laughs> we'll it's say, a self-sacrificial you know, like role yeah, a, a paladin, yeah. Um, someone who you know walks in the light and um, and is just, and so like you're going to fight against injustice, uh, but you're going to do that in a very lawful way. Um, you're, uh, you know, yeah, and I think that's I think that's important. I think I'd like to see the, I'd like to be able to do that. I think in in, in life, and so I think. Y where i have the most agency interestingly enough in video games so you know um try, try to try to do that since you've created this character has she have you ever thought about like where her next incarnation is going to be and like what type of scenarios you'd like to see her in in the future are there like do you select games specifically so that you can enact that role deliberately you're kind of talking about tanking which is very much like a um i think people are most familiar with that phrase in D, &D or in wow and um or at least the role of being a tank um in in i 
you have a character like this already built in WoW, I'm assuming. I do. I do. Um, my, my main, you know, um, pro man, I probably spent a, rid a ridiculous amount of time in WoW. I mean, when I look at my time played, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of shocking. Um, but oddly enough, the character I play the most there uh, is a mage um and and not at all a tank um so kind of a glass cannon but that you know there were there were different demands um for me as a human um in, in that space so I, I led raids i um guild led and mm -hmm. um yeah so i think that can shape what what you do and i think m m o's are yeah it's it's kind of a different beast and so um where you have a social interaction with other humans, you know, I think you probably end up honoring that first. Uh, and then secondarily, you know, whatever. I'm very attached to my mage. <laughs> it's not that, but it's like, uh -huh. I don't. And she has a personality of her own, but like, I. Okay, so if we're going to look at like that decision point in Dra in Dragon Age, what I was talking about with the it was with the werewolves in the in the forest act, you know, if anyone remembers that. But like, yeah, um, yeah. So um, that felt like I don't know what to I me, you know, like I right. don't know what to do. I, I I want to make a good choice here, and I want to, and I like I just I don't know. You know, I actually struggled with it. I was like, man, I, I really. Uh, there are no good answers, you know. Like, but something uh -huh. has to get done, um, right? And and I feel like when I when I talk about like my mage, um, she has a personality in a way that like you know a puppet or a stuffed animal has a person. Like you kind of or or even like your pets, you sort of imbue them, um, you know, with some. Yeah, you kind uh, of assign a personality to your pets. Yeah. Or project. Excuse me. Project. Project a personality on your pets. Some sort of projection. Like they're just a pet. You know. Like they're an animal. They have attitude. I think they do have some. Uh, they have some commonalities, but they definitely have. Um. I. I definitely feel like from dog to dog, they've had very strong personalities, and maybe we we as people like project certain aspects onto them, like certain emotional states. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's right. Like they, 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 they do seem to have their, um, yeah. It's been cats for me, and like they do have their own, what I think are personalities. You know, the the way that they seem to react to various stimuli input. and actions yeah. and all this other stuff. But like, yeah. But then you know, I will add a layer of sort of like human intelligence. You know, like just like sure. this, this human level on top of that. And I think like that that for me is like so when I think about my mage, I think like. Oh, she, you know, she does this, or like that's very, you know, her, or, you know, she. Uh, so it's a, like that's a character, and it's someone, right. it's someone I know and have spent a lot of time with, and like, yeah. But in that game, there's, you know, you sort of complete quests and 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 are part of a storyline, but it's not like you have any self direction. So I think that that might also be mm. part of why I feel that way about you know her or any of my characters in while wow, it's like oh i know who that they are in a certain sense but i have never really needed to wrestle with 
uh, anything other than like having to kill Ferdinand for <laughs> some achievement. It was so terrible. There are some like mobs you just feel like horrible killing because you're like, oh, I, you know, I, I can't believe I have to, you know, slaughter this peace-loving, flower-smelling Torin. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll let it go for the achievement. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always some carrot that will ultimately uh, turn the turn that dial or whatever. But I wouldn't have done that with Shepard. I wouldn't have done that with with um, my Dragon Age characters. I wouldn't. You know, mm. it's like I wouldn't have. There couldn't have been an achievement that I cared about enough to make them like kill somebody that didn't that didn't need killing you know i don't know <laughs> well i bet i mean like even in mass effect they deliberately force you to uh sometimes make a decision like that where like neither and maybe that's just a bioware thing they're like oh neither of these decisions are really good decisions but i'm going to attempt to pick the least bad one or what i think is the least bad one mm-hmm so you've mentioned so far. I've heard like three big games jump out: um, World of Warcraft, Mass Effect, and Dragon Age as being like the games that were. Would you say those are like the most instrumental for you, like forming the image and character, her character, or are they just the ones that, that were the most like solidifying for her? I I think that yeah, the second the second one solidifying. Okay. She, you know, um, I, I put her into uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, mm-hmm. um, the the MMO, and and um, Skyrim. Um, basically, any chance I have to to create a character that I have any control over whatsoever. In fact, I want to. I I want to. That just made me remember it is basically the character i created in Baldur's gate to be honest oh uh i that just came to me i was kind of thinking like of the of the avatar pictures you get and and yeah and i played like basically a you know paladin or warrior type character and Mm -hmm. uh yeah and there it is and I, i guess i've been doing that since my god about 20 years so wow hmm. that was a that's, that's an achievement evolution. yeah <laughs> man change up your characters dude that's, yeah that's what i gotta say <laughs> new new uh new goals for 2018 make one new character um <laughs> never never <laughs> no don't don't change nothing um i was gonna ask you also so when you're when you're not creating a character in a game, um, what characters have you felt like, or what? Not only what character has really struck a chord in terms of you identifying with them, but um, what games do you feel like have given you that ability? Yeah, that probably comes down to to narrative, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz if 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 like if a good story can be told, um you know, you uh, uh man, you identify with the the little girl from Monument Valley, you know? Mm. Um because it's a beautiful it's a puzzle game, but it's still a beautiful story. You still feel connected with mm-hmm. that 
um, little person walking through the world trying to make her way. Um, so that I guess what what I'm trying to say there is that the, if it's a good story, if the story is told well, and that doesn't even have to be like narrative um, voiceovers or text. Uh, in the case of Monument Valley, like it's it's basically this puzzle game with like very few animations around right. that, but but you still get this like beautiful story and and kind of a kind of a sense of um who, who she is and you feel attached to a successful outcome you know for right. her um yeah so I, I think any game that that can that can that can tell a story like that is is good i mean even tony hawk in fact i will say that i recreated <laughs> my female paladin in tony hawk um through Tony Hawk three and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, so it just it, and also in rock band and whatever. Like it's so she's and, she's uh she's well traveled. Yeah, it's it's cross genre. It's yeah, you know, and it just just uh, that's yeah. really interesting. It is pretty fascinating. I think it says a, a terrible amount about me um, that I I don't know if I'm comfortable saying, but there you go. Well, I I mean, like the the thing that I find most interesting about it is just that. Most of the time when I play a game, I'm looking to be invested without me, ha without generating the personality for myself. So I, I rely heavily on how a character is depicted in order to do that. So like uh, the example I gave earlier with uh, Gordon Freeman is, you know, he's a character that is faceless, you know, voiceless but because of how the other characters react around you i felt like i was him because they were talking to me um mm. in mass effect like my decisions i think bioware somehow or at least that era of bioware they really did a good job of translating the prompts into an expectation like when you're prompted with options, what Shepard would say would deliver on this expectation of how he would communicate with someone or how I would want to communicate with some, with a, with a, with another character. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are plenty of examples I have of games where that doesn't happen. Like the, when the avatar doesn't talk based on a prompt, the way that I, want them to it like totally breaks the magic for me like i no longer feel like i'm that character i'm just i'm like a omniscient sidekick on some adventure and the adventure itself might be good i'm not saying that it's bad but i don't feel like i have a uh, control over them or i don't feel like they're doing what i would want mm-hmm I felt that w I feel that way about Assassin's Creed stuff. Like, uh, I just I, you know I feel like I don't think I'm there, you know, and I don't think I'm invested. But I, yeah. I you know it's more like it's more like the Atari model. Like oddly, even though it's like very graphically enriching, and there's a lot of like side games and stuff which are fun, and I I like a lot of things about that, but I do, but for very different reasons than right. you know that I like something like Mass Effect or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I have the I have 
Yeah, there, there's not a lot of unfor like the the mechanisms in in Assassin's Creed really give it its pull. The care like I think the last time I played in Assassin's Creed where I liked a game was the second one or the yeah. Ezio was probably the best for me of the of that writing style. Mm -hmm. And then after that it's just kind of like, and eh, it's just kind of flat, which is it's fine like London's super cool to run around in during the Industrial Revolution. I mean, it looks gorgeous. But, um... I feel like that might be an inaccurate portrayal. <laughs> which which part? I feel like there was a lot of coal and maybe a lot of horse poop. Uh, <laughs> just dirt, uh, soot, and various things. There wasn't... Are you saying they didn't crank up the coal and horse poop enough? Like, maybe there should have been a yeah. slider in the settings? Yeah, more coal. Like, Can I get yeah, more poop? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like ambient occlusion and uh, you know high detailed shadows or the Nvidia hair works, it's just Nvidia poop works, and there's a a slider. Yeah, your that, your that, horse seems... shits more realistically now. <laughs> this is this is great. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what we need. Well, David, thank you so much for sharing your uh, experiences and uh, your uh, creation. And, uh, you know, for the people who haven't been able to experience it, there's always a chance that they'll bump into you on uh, World of Warcraft Sunday nights. That's right. Join, join the bag, everyone. Join the bag. Uh, we'll leave some information in the show notes if you guys want for... Um, stalking us on the world of warcraft and uh yeah thank you for letting me harass you about uh characters you've made the agency you've taken and uh yeah it's been a good chat my pleasure zach thank you for having me on uh it is always a pleasure to speak with you mm -hmm.